0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi <laughs> na'maduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihi fala falamudilla lahu man yudvil falahadiyah lah. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu ahdahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافةً بشيرًا ونذيرًا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمه وتركنا على المحاجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهده واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما احبتي في الله اوصيكم وَنَفْسِي بتقوى الله والاحسان فان الله مع الذين تقوا والذين هم محسنون my beloved brothers and sisters i start by praising allah almighty and sending blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam i ask allah subhana wa ta'ala to guide us to that which is upright and true my brothers and sisters As we all know, what's happening in Gaza and in Palestine is something that truly pains us all. And whenever calamities happen on Muslims, whether they were a few weeks ago when we were seeing earthquakes and floods, or we're now seeing our brothers and sisters being slaughtered, or any other calamity that befalls the ummah of Prophet Muhammad whether those are personal issues, calamities or they are collective ones or communal ones or ones that we are all seeing in the face of the ummah, there is always one thing that we have to do which is go back to Allah and go back to the Qur'an for guidance. What are you meant to do? Why is it happening? What is the solution? When will victory come? Any of these questions, we have to go back to Allah and His Messenger. We have to go back to the Qur'an. And this is a time where we all should be running back to the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. This is where we will find all the answers. This is not the first time an evil entity is slaughtering babies. Allah speaks about those in the Quran. Or have you forgotten about the story of al Uqdud? Or have you forgotten about Fir'aun and how he was killing and murdering babies? For years and years and years. This is not something new. And for every time, you had people that were committing injustices, evil. You had those that were upon the haqq, those that were upon truth. All of that is found in the Qur'an. And I want to inshallah ta'ala use this khutbah, this opportunity to reflect upon certain ayahs in the Qur'an that can allow us to make sense of what is happening and perhaps give us guidance for the best guidance is the one from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, the best speech is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And I also want us to get into that habit Whenever something happens What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? What did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa say? That should be your go-to place for guidance and understanding And let's start with Ashabul al Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Surah Al-Buruj And this surah is quite powerful and the story of Ashab al khudud is quite powerful. You have a people that were being burnt alive, not too dissimilar of what we are seeing on our screens. An evil tyrant king chose to kill the believers. They dug trenches and they were putting them into the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions and speaks about them. Now, to the onlookers, it looks like clearly the winners were the ones that were putting the people in the ditches. And the losers were the ones that were dying and burning. Similarly, now one could think, well, those that are dropping the bombs are clearly the winners, and those that the, the bombs are being dropped on are clearly the losers. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the believers, in Allah mentions that those that did this to the Muslims, the Ashab al-Ukhdood, they ended up in the hellfire. They were the true losers. And when Allah spoke about the believers, and if you want a more in-depth story, you know the story of the boy and the king, they were the winners. They were victorious. Allah mentions, That is truly the great victory. The ones that were thrown into the fire by this evil tyrant were the victorious ones. Because where are they going to end up? They're going to end up in Jannat al And wallahi, those are losing their lives, in the most blessed of lands, they are winning. They are victorious. When people say, when will victory come? I ask you a simple question. Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib, the uncle of the Prophet Sallallahu who was slaughtered in Uhud, killed in Uhud as a shaheed. Would you not consider him victorious? Wallahi was victorious. Did he witness the victory of Rasulullah? Did he witness the conquest of Makkah? Did he witness the Ummah and, and Islam flourishing? No, he did not. But personally, he was victorious. So we have to sometimes rethink what victory means. Allah promises victory to the believers. Allah promises that eventually, But, as Muslims, we have to be Akhira-centric. That we don't look only at the dunya. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has great wisdoms for his Ummah and for his creation and when when fir'aun was killing young boys allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was watching him and that does not mean that allah condones it rather he is the worst of the worst inna ala fir'aun Al azab and he will have the worst of punishment and he was the worst of people but there was a period of time where he was in power and allah allowed him to do what he did and allah teaches us why he sometimes allows the evil to continue do not think it's goodness in them. <laughs> Allah allows them to continue. You. Fir'aun, you're gonna kill babies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all the people that were killed unjustly, Allah sees. And we have to have a wider picture. And that means that we don't only focus on the dunya, but we think about akhirah, When Allah promises us that no injustice will ever be let go, Every single child, man, woman that have been killed by these evil people. Allah sees it and will not let it go. Allah says. But it doesn't mean immediately. How did the end of Fir'aun came about? It took time. Allah decreed that the Prophet who would result in the end of his evil tyranny and injustice would be raised in his home. Allah decreed that his eventual defeat would come, but it didn't come immediately. Which is why we must believe that justice will be served. The ummah will be victorious. And as we know this and believe this with yaqeen, Allah says in the Qur'an, Indeed, the victory from Allah is close. But we sometimes have to look at our own personal victory. Because the Ummah's victory is promised. What will be your role in the Ummah's victory? victory? What will be your role in the spreading of khair and truth and justice? So, the first ayah that I wanted to reflect upon was that although the people of Khudud were killed and burnt, Allah considered them that they had a great victory. The other ayah is, and do not think, do not think that Allah is unaware of what the oppressors are doing. Allah is delaying them until a day. Where they will stare in horror. Also, my brothers and sisters, as Muslims and as believers, we are not promised that we will always be victorious, always be winning, always be safe, always be secure. This is not a package that you have been promised. Allah says, In In the battle of Uhud, when the Muslims were dealt a heavy blow. The munafiqeen were saying, see, we told you that you cannot defeat Quraysh. They brought up with a very defeatist mentality. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught us a lesson, many lessons from, surah, from the Uhud that you'll find in Surah Ali Imran. But Allah mentions that victory and defeat is alternated between people and ummas, and it's not necessarily something that the only believers will have. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions some of the wisdoms behind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to reveal the true believers among you. The true faith, patience, trust that we see our brothers and sisters in Gaza uh, right now. Wallahi, the amount of iman that you see when you see those videos, a man that lost all of his family saying Alhamdulillah, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Almighty sometimes chooses some of his ummah to be honored with martyrdom and shahada. That is in honor. Allah chooses to honor some of His servants with Shahada. That is the wisdom behind it. And we have to remember that those that Allah honors with Shahada, they are still alive. Wallahi, they are in a better state than us. We know this. Allah is just, Allah is merciful. Every young child that dies is from Jannah. Every man, adult, woman that is killed unjustly. They are there at the blessed land. As these evil people are killing them, I want you to remember that they have their own personal victory. Wallahi al-ghazza al I want you to think back to Sumayya. And Ammar in Mecca, when they were killed, I want you to think back. They never saw a victorious Ummah. All they knew was Muslims that were oppressed, but they had victory. Once you understand this, my brothers and sisters, you understand that Allah has great wisdoms for the Ummah, Allah has great wisdoms for His creation. That although we are saddened and hurt, by what is happening, I want you to have good thoughts of Allah, have husnudhan of Allah. Remember Allah's promise is true. Allah told us that sometimes he will choose among his servants for them to be honored with shahada, which means that they will be killed. Allah told us that victory and defeat will alternate between people, not just for the Muslims. Allah told us that sometimes he allows the evildoers to continue their evil, to increase in their punishment on the day of judgment. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us that He does not forget. Wa ma kana rubbuka nasiya, wa ma rubbuka billamin ilaabid. Another ayah that we want to reflect on, my brothers and sisters, is qawluhu Taala. In tanusrullaha yansurkum, in tanusrullaha yansurkum, wa ythabbi akdhabakum. If you show support to the cause of Allah, then Allah will support you and give you victory. This is for all of us. As long as we are indulging in sins, as long as we are indulging in evil, as long as we are oppressing each other, as long as we are not repenting to Allah, as long as we are not packing the masajid, as long as we are not becoming the believers we are meant to be, how can we accept Nasr from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? This means that each one of us has an obligation to be the best believer they can be. Yes. Your personal sins can be the reason for the calamities on the ummah. Yes. You not repenting could be the reason. Similarly, that your worship, your dua, and your sadaqah can be the reason for the ummah's victory. It has been narrated by, uh, from the people of Musa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested them with a drought. A drought that affected everyone, the animals, the people. Musa sallallahu alayhi wa took the people out and they asked Allah for rain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, among you is someone who has never repented from sin, who has always been sinful. The rain was stopped because of that one man until Musa sallallahu alayhi wa spoke to the people and said, repent to Allah. And this man, he repented privately. And then rain started gushing. If you still feel free to sin after what you see, remember, remember that your sins are holding the ummah back. And your ibadah can push the ummah forward. Your repentance can push the ummah forward. So yes, We have to change. We have to change. How long are we going to be people that are indulging in entertainment and social media and sin and fraud and, and all of this. And then we are upset when the ummah is in the peril that they are in. What personal changes have you made? What personal changes have you made? In <laughs> My brothers and sisters, the Prophet said in a hadith, that the believers are like one body. This hadith is often mentioned. Several times it's been mentioned from this minbar. You all know this hadith. And you all know that this is the fact. But I want you to use this hadith and look at yourself. If someone harms you today in any way of your body, all night you can't sleep in pain. Do you feel the same way for the ummah of Rasulullah Do you actually feel that pain? Because if you don't, then that says something about your iman. If you don't, if they have become statistics and numbers to you, then you need to have another look at your iman. Because if you don't feel the pain, if you're not worried, if you're not hurt, if you don't feel it, then that hadith is not applicable to you. So that hadith not only is it an information that we're being told that the believers are like one body, but do you actually feel that way? Do you actually feel that way? And if you do, then what are you doing about it? Finally, my brothers and sisters, I want to highlight an important point. And that is that this world needs Islam. Wallahi, this world needs Islam. Because I'm not sure if you guys have realized, the mask came off. The mask came off those that were the champions of human rights, those that claim to be the champions of civility, decency, you realised that it's just selective. It's selective. When it suits them, they are the champions of human rights. They will talk about innocent killings, and when it doesn't suit them, they won't. As opposed to us, as opposed to the believers, Who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he tells us to stand up for justice, it doesn't matter uh, what what type of justice it is. And again, it's injustice no matter who's committing it. Until Allah told us, Even if it's on your own self, stand up for truth and justice. No matter who's being killed, you stand up for it. That's Islam. But these people, they don't have Islam. They don't have Islam. So they don't have a foundation of morality. They are morally bankrupt. And they lie when they tell you they care about human rights and human decency. And what we need to tell them is, you need Islam. To learn how to look at human beings, not as animals. Because that's how they look at our Palestinian brothers and sisters. They're literally saying it. The mask came off. They used to lie to us. And I say... Shame on us as believers to ever consider them m- more than what they are actually are. Are they not the one that committed genocides before? Have we forgotten what they've done in Algeria? Have you forgotten the millions they killed in Iraq? Have we forgotten what they have done to themselves? What they have done to the Jews in Germany? What they have done to the uh, Native Americans in America? These people are teaching us about human rights? Keep your suits. And your talking points. Keep it. We have La ilaha illallah. For us, children's lives matter. Human lives matter. Black lives matter. Everyone's lives matters because Allah says, من فكأنما أحيا الناس جميعا Those morals, those values that we have, comes from the Quran. It is not something a few people agreed on, and when they want, they apply it, and when they don't want, they don't apply it. Thank Allah for giving you a set of values and morals that are consistent, that come from the divine. That you're able to look at people being killed with rahmah. Because wallahi that comes from Allah. Wallahi that comes from Allah. And when you see someone that cannot condemn, cannot look at, cannot feel hurt cannot have common sense, are speaking like robots. When you see them, remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken from them that which he has given you, which is iman and faith. And that's what they need. So yes, the world needs Islam. And without Islam, all these genocides will keep on happening. Without Islam, all these killings will keep on happening because they are void of morality. Don't you ever think that they have any morality? Wallahi, they don't. They are liars. They are liars. So we are, I'm calling here upon all of that, that are listening. Come to us. We will teach you what human life means. When our Prophet wasallam yes, even in war, would tell his sahaba, don't kill an innocent person. When we are being told you cannot take a land of someone that doesn't belong to you no matter what their faith are or Allah will judge you for it. Don't touch the children, don't touch the women, don't touch the men in the in the churches. From combatant to combatant. If it was for Islam, science would not be used to create bombs and poison. Because that's prohibited. This is the beauty of Islam. Final point I want to make. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he created us he told us something about ourselves. That mankind in essence are the loom and jahool. We transgress and we are ignorant. Then Allah gave us a book that limits us and allows us to be upon the right path. Humanity as long as they don't accept la ilaha illallah and the divine book that came from Allah we will continue seeing these atrocities. So let's use this opportunity to give as much da'wah as possible and teach the people what true values really are, not these hypocritical values that are sometimes cited and other times ignored. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings and our sins. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid our brothers and sisters wherever they may be, especially those brothers and sisters that are in Qudus, in Palestine, in Gaza. Allahumma nsur ikhwahana fi Palestine. Allahumma nsur ikhwahana fi Gaza. Allahumma nsur ikhwahana fi Gaza. Allahumma nsur ikhwahana al-musadhaafina ala aduwika wa aduwihim ya qawiyya اللهمشفي صدورهم بزوال الاحتلال والعدوان اللهم عليك بالظالمين اللهم عليك بالظالمين اللهم عليك بالظالمين اللهم أرنا فيهم عذاب قدرتك اللهم ارحم موتاهم وداوي جرحاهم مشفي مرضاهم اللهم كن لهم نصيرا اللهم كن إخوانا في فلسطين